Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Rusty Quill presents. Hey everyone, Alexi Talanda here, and welcome to our bonus content as we work on putting Ostium Season 6 together. We're continuing with our Behind the Ostium series as we go in depth with the making and discussion of how each episode of Ostium came to be, as well as much more. I am joined by Dwayne Farver, a big fan of the show and creator of the spin off podcast Manifestations. If you enjoy the Behind the Ostium series, you can get full access to over 50 episodes right now by supporting Team Ostium on Patreon at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. You'll also get access to a bunch of other bonus content on there too. Once again, that's patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. We'll continue working on getting Ostium Season 6 ready for release in 2022, but for now, sit back and enjoy another episode of Behind the Ostium. So we last left off, we were going over some um, examples of world building. You talked about some book series and different authors you like about world building. And so now I wanted to go back to, um, you'd mentioned earlier that uh, there are two kinds, really two kinds of um, when your world building approaches you can use. There's the uh, top-down approach or the bottom-up. So I'm just going to start by reading off the... um, wiki definitions for each of these and then I'll start talking about how I applied this and how this worked for me with Ostium and then um, after that you'll talk about manifestations and what approach you used for your show and how you world build with that. So uh, according to wiki, uh, world building can be designed from the top down or bottom up or by a combination of these approaches. The official world building guidelines for Dungeons and Dragons refer to these terms as outside in and inside out respectively. Are you familiar with that? Have you heard of that before? Uh, Not by those names, but uh, I think I understand the concept, yeah. Right. 
in the top-down approach, the designer first creates a general overview of the world, determining broad characteristics such as the world's inhabitants, technology level, major geographic features, climate, and history. From there, they develop the rest of the world in increasing detail. This approach might involve creation of the world's basics, followed by levels such as continents, civilizations, nations, cities, and towns. A world constructed from top-down tends to be well-integrated with individual components fitting together appropriately. It can, however, require considerable work before enough detail is completed for the setting to be useful, such as in the setting of a story. Now, with the bottom-up approach, the designer focuses on a small part of the world needed for his or her purposes. This location is given considerable details such as local geography, culture, social structure, government, politics, commerce, and history. Prominent local individuals may be described, including their relationships to each other. The surrounding areas are then described in a lower level of detail, with description growing more general with increasing distance from the initial location. The designer can subsequently enhance the description of other areas in the world. This approach provides for an almost immediate applicability of the setting with details pertinent to a certain story or situation. The approach can yield a world plague with inconsistencies, however. By combining the top-down and bottom-up approaches, a designer can enjoy the benefits of both. This is very hard to accomplish, however, because the need to start from both sides create twice as much work, which may delay the desired product. Uh, so, I mean, immediately when I think of uh, uh, the top-down approach, it makes me think of epic fantasy series and novels and things like that, where there's, you know, a ton of, like, world and maps. Lord of the Rings, as you talked about before, um, that's a good example, I think, of the top-down approach where a lot of it was planned out before he probably even started writing the story or anything like that. What do you think? I would agree with that, because uh, just knowing uh, some of the history around the writing mm -hmm. of the story, he did a lot of planning um, especially with the history. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. And I know his son has Christmas since Hulk, released yeah. a lot of that, that information. Um, the, um, the thing that I, I really, um, I, I was trying to think of another, another author that did a lot of that and uh, none's coming to mind right now. But the thing I like with, with the Tolkien is that he had so much of the history already in his mind that it, it almost seemed like it was, as he was writing the story that we were going to know as the Lord of the Rings, there was mm -hmm. so much back history that we were never meant to really know right. if his son hadn't, if his son hadn't released it, um, which, you know, all of that extra information is, you know, a geek like me just really loves. And I think it was kind of unique with him because you had literally decades of material that he was just writing down and scribbling down over the years and years and years. So He's a little unusual in that, I think. Um, another, an author that comes to mind, a big fantasy author, is Brandon Sanderson. Um, he has his Stormlight Archive, which is going to be a 10-book series. He's got the first two out. Uh, each one is over a 1,000 pages long. <laughs> they just seem to get longer with each one. Um, that one definitely feels like one where he's developed a lot of the world and stuff beforehand and a lot of details that we're going to learn about further along as the books come out. Um, but we don't know yet, but he's already got planned out and worked out. Um, with Ostium, I like to think that I would want it to be a giant big series that it's kind of becoming now and would have uh, gone from the top-down method. But I was starting out with just a, a simple story to kind of hook me in to, to something I wanted to write about. So I really started from the bottom-up approach to begin with. 
where um, started with a simple character, simple location, and a mystery, and then um, kind of finding along, going along with the character and finding what the story was there and seeing what happened. And it wasn't really until um, season two, with the more characters and the more I started developing, I realized because this is going to be a long-running series and I wasn't at all clear of where exactly it was going to go and um, how much I needed to know as I was writing along, I needed to work that out now because I, otherwise I was going to get to a point where I would have to explain something and wouldn't have it all planned out yet and would just hit a wall, basically. Um, so that's really what season two is when I started. Um, usually during my, day, 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 during my day job, I'd be kind of world building in my head from this um, top-down approach of setting rules, setting the world. And then with um, seasons three and four, with the development of the Osteo Network and this whole place and alternate world, um, that's when I really started expanding the world as big as it could possibly be. Um, setting down a lot of these rules and developing it further and further and knowing and along this way I also found out what the ending was going to be for Ostium which we will um, presumably get to one day hopefully um, but it's something that I have worked out but we won't really it won't be released until we actually get to that point One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Um... But I've got a lot of like notes jotted down, a lot of things worked out, and a lot of kind of an overarching structure of how the whole world works, which has helped me both in developing the story as I go along with the characters, but also allowed me to do other things like the spin-off series of like the Ostium Files, where I know I've got a rough structure about it, and then I'm allowed to play within those rules and, and do different things that is not, that is on a tangent separate from the main storyline that we're telling and things like with you, with the uh, manifestations in your Ostium file you wrote. Um, and it's just, it's really worked out well, I think, because it's allowing me to 
kind of expand way more. Um, same thing with uh, Cersei now, where it's a spin-off show, and it's something where I found out with this character as we get to the end of season four, you'll learn about um, that she's going to play a much bigger part than I expected her to, and that once I realized this, I was able to go with it because I already knew the overarching structure of the world of Ostium and how the whole system worked, I could easily fit her into it and have her tell her own story without it feeling like um, I was starting something completely different or feeling like I didn't know where it was going to go with writing her and that I might get um, either thrown off or lost or not fit to the right um, structure of Ostium. And because I had that already worked out, it was a lot more freeing to do to be able to do that. Um, I have also started a... Uh, short story series the first part is written um and again it's a kind of involving the world a little bit of Iostium, but it's a totally separate story that's on its own um and in the back of my head i also have a book series that i hope to one day write which will give a lot more of the kind of a background story to other characters and things going on in the world of Ostium that i don't think the main show is ever going to tell but I hope to kind of reveal this a lot in the book series that I hope to one day get to write. Um, and again, all this wouldn't really have been possible if I hadn't started with that top-down approach um, as I got along to, to really fill in all these details, fill in the rules, and fill in the structure so that I knew where I was kind of going and that I wouldn't get lost. Um, how does that come across? Do you think that with Ostium? I... Th I th Listening to what you said, I do see um, season two um, mm -hmm. really showing the, the the world in general in Ostium is yeah. starting to get larger. Um, so that make right. that does make a lot of sense the way you said um, how you how you worked it, um, and then especially. And I know you've also said you've had um, some thoughts along the way, and now pretty much as this comes out, this will be season four will be all done. You've had thoughts along the way about what which way you thought it was going to go, and I think you said it pretty much did go where you thought it was going to go. Is that correct? At the beginning of season two, I, I believe it was the beginning of season two. I had mm -hmm. an I and uh, this isn't going out to before an, an episode, um, so there's no. No, no, this is, there, it's okay to spoil here because by this point everything is out. So yeah, def, def, <laughs> this is definitely not a spoiler. Um, but, but if it is, it, stop listening now. <laughs> <laughs> no, at the beginning of season two, I had it in my mind. I'm mm -hmm. like, Jake created the Ostium network. I was like, Jake, mm -hmm. Jake is, Jake is in control. He doesn't know it yet. Or maybe a future version of Jake is actually controlling the Ostium mm -hmm. network. Um, and it, in, in essence, that did come to pass. Um, it was just a different Jake. That's uh, all. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but I was when because they were in season two. They're talking about the the mysterious person that no one ever sees, and I'm like, that that's Jake. The reason no one ever <laughs> sees him is because he knows he can't let them see him because it'll change their the way mm -hmm. that they're going to meet him later on. Um, I didn't uh, I didn't get the Steve and Dave connection, but. Uh, that was my my big. I wrote. I even wrote it down. I was at work listening, and I'm like, <laughs> I wrote it down. Like Jake, Jake's running the whole show, or something like that. Well, that if I get to write my uh, book series, that will fill in a lot more of those details of this other Jake and this whole kind of Austin Network background and, and world of that area that we haven't done as much of. 